When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Cool. Okay. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. And I'm here tonight with Bryce Holland. He's I'm back. back. Yeah, yeah. Back from uh, from journeys abroad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell a little bit about what you were doing? I mean, it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was in uh, I was in the Czech Republic. I was in Prague uh, the vast majority of the time for uh, close to a month. Uh, kind of at a, a writing workshop, um, a screenwriting workshop, actually with. Uh, a whole bunch of other writers. Uh, and you were actually invited to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the guy who uh, runs the program is a guy by the name of Dr. James Reagan. Um, he's a, a pretty accomplished uh, screenwriter and poet in his own in his own regard. Um, he's been doing it for years and years, and he's worked on some big, big movies, stuff like The Deer Hunter and The Godfather. Yeah. And, oh, wow. Um, uh, in, in various capacities. Um, but he uh, he started the professional writing program at, uh, at USC, um, and, uh, he's been teaching for, for years and, uh, he was a professor of mine years ago and he does this, uh, this writing workshop in Prague and, um, and he invited me to come to it and it was, it was wonderful, you know, a month and I, I can't complain about a month in Prague. Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. Screenwriting and stuff. So that's so awesome. My family has told me before they're like, you should just come and stay in Norway for six months and just write while you're here. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I could do that. Like that sure, would be sure. fun. So we're recording tonight at uh, the new office space, and there's a little bit of an echo, but I'm going to take care of that by the time the next podcast is recorded. Um, So we're going to be talking about something that's kind of interesting because it's a cryptid, but it's not completely based in folklore. No, no, it's definitely not. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about uh, the Oklahoma octopus. And Hannah and I touched on this in the cryptids episode. We talked a little bit about it. And um, Glenn and I talked a little bit about it in the Anomalous Books and Brews episode. And one of the things that he said that I thought was really funny was he had talked to like a park ranger about like, what's the deal with the Oklahoma octopus? And the guy was like... Well, I think it's mainly people getting drunk and thinking that they see something. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. This was a story that I remember hearing about, um, you know, uh, probably about five or six years back mm-hmm. that I that I remember hearing about the the Oklahoma octopus and thinking, wow, this is this is such a a weird, interesting story. Um, but when I started to dive into it a little more, when we kind of decided that this was what we were going to touch mm-hmm. on, the real story was kind of. It was surprising, but kind of disappointing in a way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it's not a story that is that it, you, you have this idea with a lot of these these cryptid stories that they're sort of based in sort of old legends. Right. Um, most of the cryptids that you ever hear about, they, they've got a story dating back a long time. Right. The reason why any of us have only heard about the octopus <laughs> in the past few years is because it's only a few years old. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So um, we're we'll and we'll get to that. We'll get to like the origin of this legend because it's kind of kind of interesting. Um, so like octopus, octopi, octopodi. Well, o- I, octopi would be the plural. Octopi. Okay, I had a teacher in or a professor at UCO say that it's actually like octopodi or something like it's like a oh, greek man. word like i don't know he was a uh, philosophy I, professor though so I, like, I'm, I can't get into the etymology yeah i don't know so basically like it their name they have eight tentacles and they're bilaterally symmetric i read all this from wikipedia i was learning a lot about octopi today cephalopods in general squids cuttlefish mm. uh nautiluses are are bizarre creatures they are and you know they've, they've been around in myth and legend for a long time yeah. i mean you've got uh, the, the kraken, right. you know, you've got mm-hmm. the, the giant squids, yeah. you've got, you know, the, these things have been around for, for a long time, which is why hearing about one in Oklahoma is really interesting. Right. Because these are like an old kind of nautical. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's really, really interesting. Um, and they're, they're really, really smart. Incredibly smart. They yeah. have, they have, um, that they're kind of their, their neural makeup is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, I saw a video not that long ago on Facebook of one um, solving a puzzle yes, or something yes, like I've that. You know, those. like they, yeah. they solve the puzzles and stuff and um, a lot of them in captivity, like at aquariums and stuff like that. And I even saw one. One of the things I read is they can walk on land for short periods of time. Yeah, yeah, which sort of lends a little bit of credence to the notion of them being in, mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. But when you start thinking about what what an octopus is and sort of what a, what a cephalopod is and how they've evolved, if you start getting into the science of it, it completely falls apart. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it totally does. Like the first thing, um, the giant Pacific octopus, which is like the largest octopus that anybody really knows of right now. Um, how much do you think it weighs? Oh gosh, uh, let's see, an octopus. Um, well, I know that like a giant squid, they, those things can weigh. I, I, well, I, I don't want to pretend to be an expert on these, <laughs> right, yeah. but um, I think those things can weigh, you know, upwards of like a ton. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. I mean, giant Pacific. I mean, maybe you know, like a few hundred pounds, thousand pounds. I don't know. Thirty-three pounds. Oh, okay. So, boy, <laughs> that thing is a giant boy. Right, and uh, it has an arm span of up to fourteen feet. So, I mean, that's pretty big. I mean, like, that's, that's, that's big, but yeah, when but you, not when you think about how much empty space there is there, because you know their tentacles are probably yeah. kind of skinny and everything. Yeah, I guess it makes sense that they wouldn't weigh that much or really be that yeah. big. All yeah, yeah, like most of their mass is probably like their head and like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, and that's according to. Uh, the Smithsonian National Zoological Park, uh, the giant Pacific octopus, an article from there. Um, so even though that's pretty big, it's still not as big as what people are describing seeing in Oklahoma lakes. No, these things that they're describing, I, I mean, I've heard them being like upwards of like the size of a car. Yeah. Or, or even a horse. I think that's, I think that, that some of the things I read is that some of these things that people have seen have been like upwards of the size of a horse. That I mean, that's big. Yeah. That's really big. Yeah. And that's a very oddly specific animal to compare it to yeah i feel like i feel like that's very like yeah definitely it's it's as big as a horse like and also the thing that they say is that they are red um I, i've heard that i heard about colors of the reddish brown coloring which yeah. I, like if, if i have to be you know an, an educated guess this is oklahoma this is red dirt country right. you know and oh, you yeah. think about a lot of lakes out there and sort of the, the composition of like the lake beds yeah. and everything i mean i grew up on lake eufaula and mm-hmm. you know you're talking about a lake that the the 
the lake floor of it is just red clay. Yeah. And, you know, when it rains or anything like that, it's, the lake just turns into yeah. the Red Sea, as it were. So I can see why people would think that oh, these yeah. things, you know, would have that kind of dirty brown, reddish coloring. There's a reason they call it Dirty Bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably more reasons than just the, the red dirt. But, yeah. Um, so this octopus has been spotted in Thunderbird. Tinkiller yeah. and Lake Ulaga. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Lake Ulaga is okay. uh, it's kind of northeast of Tulsa a little okay. bit. Um, it's actually connected to the town of Ulaga. Okay. <laughs> um, it's closer to Claremore, if mm-hmm. that gives you any kind of idea of where yeah. Lake Ulaga is. Um, but it's where Tulsa gets all their fresh water from. Okay. So it's kind of like the, the Tulsa Reservoir, I okay. think. Okay. Um, yeah, Ten Killer is one that um, was very surprising to me. I, I have um, a lot of family uh, in the Tahlequah area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we used to go and float down the Illinois River up there and go to yeah. Lake Ten Killer a lot yeah. um, when I was a kid. Um, and it's such a gorgeous lake. And the thing that's really interesting about it is that it's one of the few, like, clear lakes in Oklahoma. Yeah. Because it's basically all rock bottom. So oh, wow. uh, one of the things that... that some of our listeners may not know about is that it's actually a huge scuba diving destination. I did not know that. Yeah, because of how clear the water is at, at Tenkiller, um, you can go scuba diving there and check actually things out. See. Yeah, and it's it's really, really neat. Okay. And I think they do a lot of like scuba diving like training and stuff mm-hmm. there. That makes sense. Because um, you know you don't gotta worry about waves or anything. Right, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, like I know that with how much scuba diving goes on in that lake, I'm mm-hmm. sure that if there was an octopus down there, some diver would have seen it. Yeah, right now. yeah, yeah. And that's one of the other things is like uh, uh, there aren't any pictures or anything like that. Like, and you know, right, there, right. there are of like Bigfoot. Like, there are some. Well, I mean, even even the more obscure cryptids, when you right. think about them worldwide, there is. Some of it's a little dubious, I right, think, but right. there is usually some type of photographic. I mean, exactly. You know, you've got like the photos of the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now most of those have been debunked. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've even got like video footage of like supposed chupacabras yes, and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. But this is yeah. one of those rare cryptids mm-hmm. where there's literally. I mean, the funny thing is, is that if you even look online. Mm-hmm. There are vague tellings that you can find of people that claim to have seen it. Yeah. But there's no names. Yep. And there's no, like, they don't identify those people. Like, someone said that they saw the octopus. Right. A while ago. But, like, you won't even say where they saw it. Yeah. And that was something that started throwing up red flags for me when I started looking into this. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I mean... Even even the most kind of like even the crappiest Bigfoot yeah. stories have got more detail than this. Or like the um, the deer man or deer woman, yeah. the two guys that like you can find their names online that were right, in the right. article about it and like yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, there's not even like one person really attached to it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's funny the the where they've been spotted. It's it's three very kind of disparate lakes. Mm-hmm. It's Thunderbird, and then. Two other lakes on the complete other side of the state. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess Tenkiller and Ulaga are sort of near each other, mm-hmm. but not really. Yeah. I mean, there's still a fair amount of distance between them. And so it's just weird that it's these yeah. three specific lakes where it's been spotted, apparently. Yeah. And so, I, like, that was the other thing about it that was really weird is that I also find it unlikely that if there was an Oklahoma octopus that it would have been spotted in three different lakes. What yeah. are the odds of that? Right. Because that suggests a population. Yeah, and- we'll see. And that's the other thing about them also is that all three of these lakes, and this is something that that also sort of disproves the legend, mm-hmm. is that these are three man-made lakes. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, let's take a step back a little bit and look at, like, what an octopus is. 
So these things are not freshwater right. animals. In right. fact, like I, I, I had to do a little bit of, of digging on mm-hmm. some cephalopod biology. Yeah. But what I found is that it, it's basically impossible for them to exist in freshwater because, well, without getting into too much of the biology, because again, I'm not a yeah. biologist or anything, they don't have, I guess, what is called a sodium pump, okay. which allows them to sort of regulate the... the it's like the ion transport yes, or something like, like that, right? It, it basically has to do with osmosis. Okay. And so for, for those listeners out there that know anything about osmosis, mm-hmm. you probably know more about it than what I'm talking about, but no cephalopod has ever been found to have these, yeah. these things. So... That's why you don't find them in any freshwater area. Now, there's been, uh, I did find one instance of a uh, octopus that was pulled out of a lake in Arkansas. I believe really? it was called Lake Conway. Okay. And the thing is, is that it was pretty obvious that this was an octopus that had been dumped in the lake. Oh, no. And a guy just sort of found it. Yeah. Like it hadn't been there that yeah. long. Was it alive? I think it was alive okay. when he found it because these things can't really, like no yeah. cephalopod, no squid, yeah. no no cuttlefish. None of these things can survive in the, in the fresh water for that mm-hmm. long. So in order for these octopuses to, to octopi, octopi, to <laughs> exist in an Oklahoma lake. So you've got a couple things going for you. Uh, one, the, the biology doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't play out. Two, the lakes where they've been spotted are all man-made lakes. And yeah. these are all fairly recently made man-made lakes, which means that these cephalopods would have to have been living in the rivers of Oklahoma for a long time and set up breeding colonies Mm -hmm. in these rivers that were sort of staying dormant for decades and then transferred into the lakes. Yeah. Which means these octopuses, octopi, I'm going to (laughs) keep saying octopuses. It's hard. (laughs) Octopi keep coming, apparently have come up the Mississippi River Mm. through tributaries into our Oklahoma rivers. Right. Lay dormant for decades and then found themselves into these man-made lakes yeah. that we have. Yeah, and so it's it just it's very very unlikely that yeah. these things exist. And again, the thing also is that these stories are very very recent. Which again, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know any of this when I started looking into it, but I, I yeah. thought that was that was sort of a red flag for me. Yeah, um, yeah, and so that brings us to the next point, which is where this all comes from. So there was this show on Animal Planet that I actually watched a lot of. You know, like, I, I've since, like, I, I've never seen the show. It's super fun. Is it? Okay, yeah, see, it's yeah. Super I, I, started, I started reading a little bit about it, and I was like, oh, this sounds like mm-hmm. right up my alley, because I love to watch, like, In Search of and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. A kid. yeah it's, oh, it's super fun. It's like, uh, so in 2009, Animal Planet was airing a show called The Lost Tapes, which I'm sure that. People who listen to this podcast, have, like, there are probably some people out there who are definitely familiar with this. Um, I was a huge fan of the show, and it was basically, like, a found footage um, show of cryptid encounters. Yeah, it, it sounded like, as I was reading a little bit about it, it sounds like it was kind of like a modern day in search of. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it would be like... Um, like there was an episode about like a nest of vampires and like, yeah, it, it sounds so corny and it probably it, like doesn't stand up now. There's but. nothing I love more than the fact that we have so many of these channels that I remember coming around when I was a kid Yeah, that nowadays the programming they show does not in any way resemble <laughs> yes. what they call. Like, I mean, I'll never forget, TLC. You, know, well, you know, I was, I was real big into MTV when mm-hmm. I was a kid and it's really funny because, you know, MTV is no longer music television. It's crazy. It's just MTV. MTV, yeah, and it, you know that has nothing to do with music. Mm-hmm. You've got stuff like uh, the Learning Channel, which I remember when I was a kid was the, I hated the Learning Channel because it was mm-hmm. so boring. Yeah, because all they showed was basically yeah. like 
sort of the equivalent of like Nova specials and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And now it's not the Learning Channel. It's TLC exactly. and the show what sister wives sister and, wives uh, and like uh like stuff uh, about like dwarf yeah and, yeah and, and like maybe some some home improvement shows yeah, or which something is really which weird. Is weird and you know you've got the history channel which yeah. is all ancient aliens yes. and stuff like that <laughs> yes. and so and it's funny because i think that animal planet has kind of gone that way also i mean I, for me i remember when animal planet started showing stuff about like mermaids and stuff like that i remember that and it was like I was like so mad when I watched that because I was one of the people who like watched it and was like, what the hell is this? And then then you find it as fact. Yes, exactly. And they presented it as fact. And like, I wasn't fully buying into that. There, this was really mermaid stuff, but I was kind of like annoyed that they presented it that way. And then like these channels, man, they, they, you know, I mean, I guess you got to rope in viewers somehow. Yeah, I guess so. So, and there was also a werewolf episode of the lost tapes, which I remember being, I remember like, I'm really, really good at scaring myself when I'm home alone um, with stupid stuff. (laughs) Like, okay, so I have a funny story that I'm going to tell that I'm sure that everyone will appreciate. So one time I was home alone and it was like October. And this is another channel that has gone into the monster realm, which was um, Destination America. Oh, gosh. Yeah, which is all like ghost hunters and stuff now. Yes, And there was this show called Monsters in America. Okay. And it would be like these dramatic reenactments of like people encountering monsters. Oh, jeez. And I'm watching it. I'm home alone. And they're telling this story that is so stupid. So stupid. It's about a forest in California that supposedly has flying monkeys in it. And I got so freaked out. I, I don't even, I don't even know how to respond to that. I got so freaked out. I had to leave and go meet my friend at a bar to like, wow. to like calm myself down. Like, I don't even know why I was so scared. Cause I was like, I don't believe this. Like, I don't know why I'm so scared. Some things I guess are just kind of creepy. It was, and it was dark in the house and like, you know, my house is like out kind of yeah, in the yeah. middle, middle of a rural area. And like, so yeah, I was like, I need, I need to get out of here and see a real person for yeah. a little bit. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, the Lost Tapes did an episode about the Oklahoma octopus, um, and I think I actually saw this episode, which is kind of weird that I didn't remember it. But um, but yeah, so they did an episode about it. Yeah, and and that's the thing is that from what I can tell based on research online, that episode is the very first time the Oklahoma octopus was ever mentioned anywhere. Yes. And so this legend apparently grew and has sort of proliferated a little bit based on an episode of a TV show that even at the end of the episode, they they apparently had a disclaimer at the end of it Mm -hmm. that said... Something like this episode was based on the possibility that something <laughs> yes. like this could exist. It's not exist. even like based on a true story. It's yeah. not based on the possibility, which like I and I feel like that's kind of it, they're super fun. I really enjoy them, but I don't like that it's a little misleading. Like, it's well, kind of, you know, I, I think there's something really fun about a lot of um, sort of uh, legends and cryptid mm-hmm. stories like this that so part of the things that that gets me fascinated about a lot of mm-hmm. them is when. It's very clear that these stories arose to explain a phenomenon. Exactly. Oh, and that's one thing I wanted to mention. Um, there's a guy who, it was an article you sent me, um, Denver Michaels, who wrote the book. Yes, yes. People are seeing something, a survey of lake, lake monsters in the United States and Canada. So he's the one who kind of like analyzed this really, yeah, really well. Which, which I should say, that's where I did most mm. of my research yeah. was, was through some of his stuff. I had actually never heard of him before, but I'm very interested to read yeah. some of his books because his, his website seemed just 
incredible. Yeah. Um, because he seemed to have a lot of information out there um, just about a lot of different cryptids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And whether you believe or not, I still find those stories really, really fascinating because, like I was saying, you know, it, it's it's interesting to me when these when these stories are, are clearly coming out to sort of explain something. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think there's, there's something to, you know, a lot of the, the Bigfoot legends. That was uh, what I was going to say is uh, at the time that this was happening from like 2007 to 2014 or something like that, he has the statistics on his website, but there were more lake drownings in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Than I, like, and, and so it kind of coincided with that airing of that episode. Well, I have to, I have to ask, I have to wonder, you know, did, <laughs> did, did people start talking about the, uh, the possibility of an octopus and then like some writers for the show right. episode or did, did the did were there some drownings and then someone saw the episode right, and yeah. was like oh that could be it like yeah. it's it's one of those really weird things that I'm I'm curious which came it's like the first chicken or the egg things. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because you know like I mean I remember hearing um, stories uh, uh, when I was when I was making my, my Bigfoot documentary um, sort of about like the spiritual side of Bigfoot yeah. um, in a lot of legends and, mm-hmm. and stuff about you know a lot of people that had, had seen. Bigfoot had had some sort of, had had some sort of spiritual event or encounter mm. in their life, and the way that they could explain it was by coming to you know telling these stories. Yeah. And not to say that they didn't see anything, right? But right, there was right. always sort of something that coincided yeah. there. This though, it was I was a little annoyed when I started you know mm. reading because I was like, oh god, this story literally seems to have just come yeah. from it from a TV show. Yeah. Um, you know, because I mean, as far as like lake monsters go in Oklahoma, the one thing that I've ever heard of, um, you know, growing up on Lake Eufaula, um, I've heard a lot of stories about giant catfish. That was one of the things that people theorized that maybe the octopus was. Well, you know, I, I've never seen one. Mm-hmm. I've never seen one of these giant catfish, but I've heard stories from old timers around mm-hmm. the Lake Eufaula area that swear that they've seen catfish in that lake the size of VW bugs. Okay. Um, now, as big as Lake Eufaula is, as deep as it gets in some areas, I might believe it. And catfish are weird animals. Yeah. You know, they, they will just keep eating and eating and yeah. eating and they live real deep in the water. Mm-hmm. They're, they are very, very bizarre creatures. I've also seen some very big catfish because I used to go to a lot of the noodling competitions and had some yeah. friends that did noodling and everything. Which Can't I was like, like a, Can a catfish like injure you if you're noodling? Oh, God, yeah. Okay, can oh, they like yeah. bite your finger off or something? It's not so much of that. I mean, I don't know if you totally know the I, mechanics of it. You like stick your hand down in the catfish hole, ba- right? Yeah, <laughs> and, well, like, and you're basically shoving your fist all the way down the catfish's throat oh my god and so yeah like they do have some like kind of little barbish yeah. teeth but they're not like fangs or anything okay. like that so yeah you can get some from that no the, the thing that's more dangerous you gotta watch out for you know catfish have their like barbs on their back and their yeah. fins they're like spiny mm-hmm. you know things that you'll get the shit stabbed out of you on yeah. those things like it's yeah. really bad um but beyond that a lot of times you're sticking your hand in those holes and you don't know what's in there like there could um, be some other animal in there. Well, there could be some other animal. There could be like broken glass. There oh, could be. I, I had a friend of mine who I won't go totally into it, but he had a horrific encounter with a big gaff hook. Like oh this, my god, this big giant. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it was terrible. Oh, he noodling one time. And that I was sounds. Like, after that happened, I was like, I'm never doing this. I'll watch it, but yeah. I, I, I've yeah. never done it. And I'm oh. 
was like, I'm not, I'm not brave enough. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like I remember one time uh, when Gary England was still on the air, um, and he used to be on like uh, one of the radio shows, like on nine eight nine. He would do like a guest spot, and he would talk about like how noodling was so dangerous. Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, there could be a beaver down in there. I mean, there, there, there could, you know. I mean, but the guys that do it, they, you, they really, really love it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it, there's a bit of a, a an art to it, as yeah. it were. And some of the guys I know that do it, man. They, boy, they love. I mean, you gotta yeah. be, you gotta be a little crazy to do it. I think so. And, like, but, I don't, I don't, I don't even like like being in the water and something touching yeah, me yeah. that I can't see. I don't even like that. Well, but you know, some of the, some of the catfish though, I'd see some of these guys pull out. I mean, I've seen, you know, and and, and so you'll see them in aquariums sometimes. You know, a fifty pound catfish. Oh yeah, 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 giant yeah. ones. So I've heard some of these old timers on like swear that they've seen ones that are just. I mean, now who knows? They could just be fish stories. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but. Um, they're still kind of interesting, but you know, the, the octopus thing, mm-hmm. it's just like, it, you know, it, the first time I started hearing about it, it, it sounded really, really cool. And then you start doing a little bit of research and you go, oh, this doesn't even make any kind of sense. <laughs> right. And then you come to find out, like I said, the, the legend only started, I mean, a, a decade ago, Yeah. you know, this mm-hmm. only came out a decade ago, which that was kind of fascinating to me because th- there aren't too many well, and you know, maybe there are, maybe there are more than I think, but I, I feel like there aren't too many modern legends like yeah. that coming around. Right, right. And that one of the things we talked about when we were uh, getting ready to do this episode is uh, the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, you know, that's something that I, I, I sort of compared it to because, I, you know, I remember when the Blair Witch Project came out. Oh yeah. Full. I, I will say the Blair Witch Project is one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. movies. I've I've seen it. Easily a hundred times. Yeah. And I know it's a very, very divisive movie. Yeah. It's one of those movies where um, you either love it or mm-hmm. you hate it. There is no middle ground. There's, right. There's nobody that watches The Blair Witch Project and goes, uh, well, it's it was okay. okay. Yeah. It, it's a movie that inspires very visceral reactions yes. from people. Mm-hmm. I remember when I saw it, um, the visceral reaction that it gave me was, for one thing, it scared the hell out of me. Oh, yeah, me too. I saw it yeah. Because I had just moved here from California. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. We had moved from California. So we went from the sunny, shiny West Coast, living on the beach, to literally moving out into the middle of the woods. Yeah. And then the next thing I know is <laughs> I, a movie comes out that is purporting to be a documentary yeah. about three college kids yeah. going out in the woods and something horrific happened yeah. to them. And I remember sitting there watching it and I was one of those people that I got sucked in by the marketing campaign. Oh yeah, first. me too. I thought too. it was real. Now I, that didn't last very long mm-hmm. for me. I know a lot of people though that, I mean, to this day mm-hmm. you will find people that will say, Oh no, it's, it, it's real. It yeah. really happened. This was a, 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 you know, this was a real thing that happened. These kids mm-hmm. really disappeared despite the fact that, you know, I, I specifically remember it was the, um, was the MTV Video Music Awards mm-hmm. the year that the movie came out. Yeah. And they actually brought the actors from the movie, Josh Leonard, Mike Williams, and Heather, Heather Donner. Donahue, yeah. out on stage to present an award. To say like, hey. It's okay. These are actors, you know. <laughs> yeah. But there were still people that were like, no. I mean, you can mm-hmm. find stuff online, like like web forums now, that will mm-hmm. still say, no, no, those are those are like paid uh, shills. They're like people that, that they're so like the, the real oh people died and they're like replacement yeah. actors. Or oh, like, yeah. You know, and it's like, are really? But yeah. people believe that. So, oh, yeah, people do. You know, I guess I guess with that in mind, you know, I just said that I haven't heard of, of very many modern mm-hmm. legends like this taking place, but 
I mean, that's sort of a prime example of something oh, yeah. that's sort of proliferated, yeah. especially because of the internet. Oh, yeah. If you go on, like, uh, one of the things that I looked at was, like, uh, the Blair Witch wiki lore or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Like, there is all this information about, like, dis- different disappearances from, like, the 1800s. Which is to, funny like, because there has never been a town in the history of Maryland called Blair. Exactly. There was never a town called mm-hmm. Blair that was completely fabricated for the movie. I mean, the movie was a complete and total fabrication. Yeah. And I think maybe that's part of the reason why I love the movie so much is because of this very palpable mythology that yeah. these guys were able to create. Yeah. It was brilliant. Out of out of nowhere. They sort of yeah. just cut it out of whole cloth. Mm-hmm. They took like the notion of something that seemed like it could have been a real legend and they turned it into something that became a real legend. Yeah. And that, I, I just, I like I said, it's I... So, that is I so <laughs> fascinating to me, too. Like, just the idea that... Because they came up with it in 1993. Yeah. And their names are Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Sanchez, yeah. Okay. Um, they came up with it in 93, and they kind of, like, I guess, were building on it until it was cast in, like, 98 or so, yeah, like that. Yeah. So, It oh was um, the sort of the making of the movie. It's really funny because they, they basically shot the movie over eight days. Wow. Um, and so, for a meager, meager budget, mm-hmm. and of course, then it made all the money in the world. Oh, yeah. Wasn't the budget like $60,000 or something? Yeah, the budget was about yeah. sixty grand, and I think it, it ended up pulling in like $250 oh, million yeah. or yeah. something ridiculous mm-hmm. like that, even more. It's like know, the top that. fifth all-time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, independent film. I mean, yeah. like, when you when you think about some of those, those really popular independent films that have made a lot of money, you've got stuff like, I know for a long time, Halloween mm-hmm. was one of the most successful independent films of all time. Mm-hmm. To this day i know that <laughs> it's funny because people don't consider it an independent film but it is deep throat yeah <laughs> is is uh one of the most successful independent films yeah. of all time um but i think the number one on the list if i'm not mistaken uh is still uh the passion of the christ okay yeah which That's, a lot a lot of people don't yeah. think of that as an independent film i didn't uh, yeah yeah no i mean mel gibson funded that movie mm-hmm. you know with all of his stuff but i digress yeah. we're yeah. not here to talk about the passion of the christ <laughs> yeah. or mel gibson we're here to talk about you know weird legends and stuff yeah. but yeah I, I do i see a lot of parallels of something that that some people just very clearly made up and it sort of ran away and become its own mm-hmm. thing now clearly the the oklahoma octopus is not on the level of something right. like no the no no, Project, no but it's clear that it's gained a little bit of a life yeah that there i, I mean I, i'm sure I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got some type of message from someone mm-hmm. saying no i know someone that saw the octopus right or yeah something like exactly that. And I guess I shouldn't discount them because right. maybe they did and maybe we are talking about something that exists. Yeah. But all the evidence sort of suggests that yeah. this is something that was created mm-hmm. by the people at Animal Planet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, one of the things, so like there's the Blair Witch and I started really looking into this because this fascinates me. Like the idea that um, a person can create something that becomes like an urban legend or folklore or whatever. And we'll get to a term that I learned in a little bit. But one of the things that's like one of the most famous examples of this happening is Slenderman. Oh God. Yeah. Boy, I wouldn't even thought of Slenderman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's another prime example of mm-hmm. something. I mean, that was a, that was a creepypasta. A yeah. Dude it was a creepypasta. A dude literally wrote a story online and I love me a good creepypasta. Yeah. Um, the good ones are so good. Oh and yeah. And the bad ones are so bad. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, when you, I mean, have, have you watched the show on, uh, on, um, uh, sci-fi channel channel zero? No. Uh, you can you can find these these episodes out there, and they're some of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Okay. But it was a series, and it ran for like four seasons, and each season was based off of a creepy pasta. 
Oh, wow. Um, and so there were okay. some really, really good ones in there. And, you know, Slender Man, I know, is, you know, I, I won't lie. The, the Slender Man legend, I remember when I first heard about it, I, it was one of those things that I thought, oh, God, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It was just, it, it was something that I was like, but I think, I mean, I was older. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was in my 30s, basically, when yeah. I was first turned here. I mean, the, pi- the picture is creepy. Like, sure. The, the I, picture is creepy. Well, I, I, and then I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, if I had been 12 years old when I first heard of the Slender Man, I, that, that would have scared me. Oh, yeah. Because what's the deal with him? Like, he he traumatizes children and sometimes, like, takes them away. And- so, I'm I, the, the layman's version of it that mm-hmm. I know because I haven't read too much into it. Yeah. I, I did. I played a video game that was okay. based on it. But he's like a dude that lives in like a weird, creepy sort of Twin Peaks-esque extra dimensional house out in the middle mm. of the woods. Okay. And he, there's there's elements of kind of like Cthulhu mythos a little bit mm. in, in, I think, a sort of, sort of extra dimensional mm-hmm. type stuff. And he will abduct children yeah. or kind of come after people and murder them mm-hmm. and I may be butchering this completely so <laughs> don't take what I'm saying yeah. about the Slender Man as fact this yeah. is just stuff that I've sort of pieced together I did watch that great Slender Man documentary on HBO about those girls I did not see that I need to see that it's really really creepy and I guess you know that's another mm-hmm. prime example of like that sort of shows the dark side of some oh, of these yeah. legends because yeah. I mean a little girl almost died yeah. because of this creepypasta yeah. and you know you start getting to sort of questions about mental health and things like mm-hmm. that with, with that story. But, you know, this was a legend that, that definitely, you know, took on a life of its own. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I sit there and I, I, I look at something like that and I think of something like the, the Blair Witch becoming so huge and I just think, why can't these legends just be as tame as the Oklahoma octopus? Right, yeah. Because no, I don't think anybody's, like killed anybody over the Oklahoma octopus. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, when you think about the legend, they say that people have died. Yeah, that's true. And people have died in the lakes and like, so yeah, I mean, but yeah, so the, that case, uh, about the two girls, um, that was in Wisconsin, right? Yes. Yeah. And it was two 12 year old girls that held down another 12 year old girl and stabbed her 19 times. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, brutally. Well, and sort yeah. of left her to die. Yes, yeah, she crawled woods. out of the woods yeah. and like didn't. It? it was either a bicyclist or a driver saw her on the yeah, side of the road. Yeah, it was something like yeah. that. And you know, I mean, it was yeah, that was horrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, and they got sentenced pretty. Oh, very harshly. Yeah. I believe one yeah. of them. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to say what I think happened to him because mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong. So yeah. I'm like, no, that didn't happen. But <laughs> I think one of them got like basically essentially like life in an institution yes, or something Yes, I think like it was that. like 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yes. I mean, whew. That's... Yeah, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, and this, this brings me to the term that I discovered today that I am really interested in, and that is fake lore. Fake lore. I don't think yes. I've even ever heard of that. So basically that was coined in 1950. According to Wikipedia, the term fake lore was coined in 1950 by American folklorist Richard M. Dorson. And according to Dorson and quoted directly from Wikipedia, quote, fake lore or pseudo folklore is inauthentic manufactured folklore presented as if it were genuinely traditional. The term can refer to new stories or songs made up or to folklore that is reworked and modified for modern taste. The element, the element of misrepresentation is central. Artists who draw on traditional stories in their work are not producing fake lore unless they claim their creations are real folklore. So... We live in the age of fake news, mm-hmm. and now we've got fake lore. That's kind of fascinating. It is. It That's, is kind of fascinating. I've right? never heard that term before. I mean, yeah. I, I guess it it makes sense. I mean, you know, I 
you know, studying some of the Bigfoot stuff that I, mm-hmm. that I have over the years, I know that there's some guys that have very clear, you know, there was those guys in Georgia uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago that claimed to have the Bigfoot body you yeah. know, in, their, in yeah. their ice chest mm-hmm. and everything, which was very clearly some, some fake lore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of, um, he was like super dedicated to exposing this stuff. Um, but at the time he was doing this, like the most, I guess the most sinister things that were going on were like the bastardization of the Paul Bunyan legend. And oh, was there a controversy about the? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, so, so like Paul Bunyan, originally the stories about him were so like specific to the logging community that there were terms that like people wouldn't understand if they weren't part of that community. Okay. And then it became like commercialized so that like everybody could have Paul Bunyan. And Paul like, Bunyan belongs to the people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I can even remember like hearing about Paul Bunyan in like elementary school and like, um, let's see, what's the other one? Pecos Bill. See, I remember Pecos Bill. Yeah. Wasn't it that movie that, uh, that Disney made years ago that had like Pecos Bill and, uh, and John Henry yeah. and someone else. What was the deal with John Henry? I can't remember that one. He was the steel driver. He was the, okay. he was, he was the dude that, uh, beat the... The, the basic version of the tall tale of him is that um, he was he was a dude that worked on the railroad pounding like spikes into the okay ground, yeah 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 and the the industrial revolution came along and a guy had a machine that could mm. pound the spikes faster than a man yeah and John Henry said no okay I, I yeah can do it. and he he raced against the machine I remember that and now and I, I think he won okay. But I, I hope but he I, won. But I think he died at the oh, end. Oh, God. Like yeah, I got a little <laughs> yeah. morbid there. Yeah, it's but I think dark. He, I think he, he won and then, like, dropped dead, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah. But I could be wrong about that. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, like, uh, I think is so interesting about all of this and, like, urban legends. And because a lot of times urban legends are kind of like modern Jeremiads. Like yeah. They're kind of this, like, warning tale of, like, don't do this or blah, blah, blah will happen to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, they, some of these legends, I, I, I like a legend that very clearly comes to explain mm-hmm. something that happened or right. serves as a warning about yeah. something, you know. You used to hear the, the legends of, um, you know, I mean, what was one of the, the big ones that, you know, sort of the, the, the kids getting killed at, like, lover's lanes and oh, stuff yeah, like, like that. Oh, yeah, like the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, hook. that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, you know, basically trying to tell kids, don't go. Don't go know, have sex in your car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and those kind of things I think are really, really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I think that's why the octopus is one that I... It's weird because you know I know it sort of coincides mm-hmm. with some of these um, some of these deaths that occurred, mm-hmm. obviously, but it seems to me like that happened after the fact. Yeah, like, like people were dying in lakes, which mm-hmm. does happen. And I think if I read the statistic right, at the time that that stuff was happening, the 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 number of drowning deaths was up from like the previous couple years. Mm-hmm. But not even by that much. Okay, yeah. And so, like, it's just, it's a little weird how this legend came about. Right. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, I don't think it proliferated, you know, too much. I don't hear too many people out there talking mm-hmm. about the, the Oklahoma octopus. But, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was able to find enough about it that, that I heard about it in sort mm-hmm. of the circles that I run in. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's it's so interesting. Like, I, urban legends and folklore and even fake lore is, fake lore is kind of fascinating. Like, just the idea that a story can kind of take on a life of its own and, you know, it, I, it's kind of scary in some cases, but... Um, 
yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, you're seeing that kind of stuff more and more now. I mean, I think some of the big fake lore of the day now is the stuff that you see all the time um, about um, the, the new, like, drug crazes or, yeah. um, or uh, even, like, what was, the, what was the one that I remember from not too long ago? The Blue Whale Challenge. Yes, yes. So that, yeah. now, I actually mm-hmm. just read an article on that where, mm-hmm. you know, there was this supposed thing about the Blue Whale Challenge oh, yeah. that, which was, it was so bizarre when you read it because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, what is this thing? Yeah. And I don't know if you remember fully what it was, but the, the idea was apparently for 49 days, you did something different each day, like these weird sort of escalating tasks. Okay. And then on day 50, you kill yourself. What? Yeah, that was what the, that yeah. was, what, and and th- there was apparently uh, like they were saying that this was this thing that was sweeping the internet. Right. Yeah, that you know kids are doing. It was this. like a problem in Russia or something well, like that. Apparently, yeah. that's where it originated. Okay, there has never been a single death attributed to this thing or any proof that anyone ever participated wow. in it in any way. Wow, there was apparently a website okay. in Russia that mm-hmm. sort of talked about it at one point. Yeah, um, and. Then it sort of spread to like England and everywhere, and suddenly wow. everyone's reporting on this thing saying that kids are doing the blue whale challenge, and and of course the the more I read about it, I was like, you're telling me these kids are like doing weird physical challenges, and then going <laughs> ah, might as well kill myself today. <laughs> yeah, like it just seems like a, like a big leap to go. It's from- like, uh, and then there was the Momo. Oh, thing. God, the Momo thing, which wasn't that like just last year. Yes. Oh God, the Momo thing was so weird. Which you know, because yeah. I remember, I remember that 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 sculpture mm-hmm. when it first came out yeah you know because it was the guy was like kind of a special effects mm-hmm. type artist yeah. who made these weird sculptures and i remember seeing it when it first came out and then when it suddenly showed back up and people were like oh momo momo <laughs> yeah and i was like that thing's old what are you yeah. talking about that thing's like 10 years old mm-hmm. yeah yeah some of those some of those weird things you know but like even the drug challenges that you hear mm-hmm. about these these kids you know i mean you you heard about you know, I remember when I was a kid hearing about stuff like, oh, kids are, you know, uh, uh, smoking banana peels. I should never hear that oh, one. That was a big one when I was a kid was kids smoking banana peels. No one was ever smoking. I would have known would if someone that? was smoking banana peels. <laughs> yeah. You know, but apparently it was this horrific drug thing that you got to be on the lookout for. Wow. I remember even South Park did a, a thing yeah. about it with the, the, okay. cat, the cat pee. Yeah. Um, there was this episode of South Park where kids were getting high off of cats, like, peeing <laughs> oh in their God. face. Which was a great South Park episode. Oh, yeah. They called yeah, it Cheesing. Sure. That's what it was. It was called Cheesing. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so funny. Oh, wow. Well, I think that's that's about all I've got as far as, like, the Oklahoma octopus and um, all these other interesting legends that originated in fiction. Um, so do you have anything you want to plug? Like, any any projects that you're working on? Any Anything exciting? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, like I just talked about at the beginning of the show, you know, I got back from Prague, a screenwriting workshop, so mm-hmm. I am working on a couple of screenplays right yes. now. Um, I guess nothing to really report on. That's but, okay. That's okay. Um, That's yeah, exciting yeah. that you're working on them. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, uh, you know, it, I got a, a couple irons in the fire. As awesome. Were. Yeah. That's really good. Um, so the only things I've got is in a couple of weeks. So when this airs, um, it'll be a couple of weeks, I think. Um, Friday the 20th of September, I'll be a featured artist at an event being held um, in the Old Moore High School building. And if you want a chance to come and talk to me, um, come to that. It's free. There will be other artists there for you to talk to. Like I think there's a graffiti artist and like a, um, all, all different kinds of stuff, a photographer, uh, maybe a couple of photographers, Um, And the guy that's behind the Oklahoma Abandoned Project is putting it on. His name is Jesse Edgar. Um, And I, 
The other thing is if you want to check out the short stories, there's an audio book out there that people seem to really like. Um, and I have a lot of fun making that. And just follow the Instagram at Irioki. Facebook is the same. And join the Facebook group. And keep sending me messages, you guys. I really love it. Um, and stay spooky. Stay <laughs> spooky.